This is the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best's Recommended Insurance Attorneys, including expert service providers. We're pleased to have with us again today expert service provider Dan Thompson, President and CEO of DG Rehabilitation Technologies with offices in Ontario, Canada, and in Arizona. Dan has worked with the litigation arena for over 26 years. He is a registered rehabilitation professional, registered vocational professional, and a certified life planner. His company services include providing expert opinion to insurance carriers, attorneys, and medical professionals by assessing the needs and vocational capabilities for people with disabilities. And Dan, we're very pleased to have you with us again today. Um, Thank you very much for having me, and I look forward to the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Today's topic for discussion is home modifications. And Dan, for our first question today, what are home modifications and what impact do they have on insurance claims? Well, home modifications uh, may consist of ramps, elevators, uh, low threshold, wider doorways, ceiling lifts, or other modifications such as hardwood flooring to ensure a place is wheelchair accessible. In other words, uh, to meet the person's physical needs. That may also include wheel under counters, grab bars, low light switches, um, higher electric outlets or non-slip flooring and bathrooms, anti-salt devices, for example, um, to make sure that uh, shower heads aren't burning people, environmental controls, or even a backup generator to ensure that critical equipment, such as ventilators, will continue to operate despite power outages. Having said that, John, uh, if someone, let's say, is deaf, uh, their accommodations may uh, include a TTY or a telephone uh, text machine to ensure that they can communicate with the outside world. It may also include flashing lights instead of an alarm bell um, if, of course, uh, uh, there's smoke or carbon monoxide uh, within the home. And, of course, if the individual is blind, and I'm actually working on a case right now in the uh, east coast of Canada uh, for an individual who is blind, and because they lived in a group home setting, the standard of care has come into play. So to make things more accessible for them, that may include talking appliances to improve their safety, and it may also be a matter of having the home reorganized and ensuring that things are maintained in the same spot. So if they've got good ergonomics um, and you know that the sofa is located in the middle of the room, then they're less likely to trip over it or have it become an inconvenience for them. So uh, uh, those are some examples, I think, of, of, uh, of that. And then, of course, it would be the insurance company's responsibility to make sure that they maintain that for that individual, both now and in the future. Dan, how about any differences between the United States and Canada in terms of how home modifications are dealt with by the insurance industry? Well, sure. In Ontario, which is uh, well, you know where I live uh, half the year, uh, there's been a whole cottage industry that has developed um, uh, for companies who do home modifications. And in essence, John, what they end up doing is um, their floor plans uh, to make the home accessible will be a matter of moving the kitchen to the bedroom, the bedroom over, you know, into the other area. And their objective really is to try
trying to jack up the cost so that it's so expensive to renovate the existing home that they end up buying a brand new home for that individual. Well, as I'm sure you can appreciate, the problem with that is, you know, this individual may be a fourth uh, generation per person who's received government subsidies or is a fourth generation welfare person. And the whole point of an insurance settlement is to maintain their lifestyle or to um, ensure that they can do the things they did before. Well, if you take somebody, of course, that was poor uh, or didn't have a whole lot of money, it doesn't make sense to have the settlement become a windfall for them because obviously that's going to, uh, I think, prejudice the amount of money that they need. So in essence, if we look at it from that perspective, you know, I think it's important to only give them what they need and not necessarily what they want. So overall, what's the average cost or lifetime costs for home modifications, Dan? Well, I mean, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, here in the United States, uh, of course, that we have uh, legislation set up by the Veterans Administration. And what they do is they look at the fact that um, they've averaged about $64,000 for the average cost to renovate a home. And to me, that makes much more sense because if you think of $20,000 to renovate a bathroom to make that wheelchair accessible, about another 20000 to make a kitchen wheelchair accessible, and 10000 I think most jurors can see that as being a reasonable cost. The problem with those cottage industry companies that we uh, talked about before is that they also do not take equity into consideration. So I, I think, in my opinion, when we set up a life care plan, yes, there should be accommodations for an individual who, in essence, uh, uh, needs to have their home accessible for them. But I think it should be a, a, a one-time cost. I don't think that every time they move that we should be renovating each new home. If they've been given sixty-four or $50,000, depending on on you know what uh, number is is agreed upon by plaintiffs and, and defense, then that, as I said, should be that one cost deal, and that we shouldn't have to renovate when they move from Seattle to Florida or to Tallahassee or whatever the case may be. So, and who should typically cover the costs? Well, I mean, obviously, the the whole point of having insurance and and to have that settlement is that I think the insurance companies should be paying that. Now, having said that, if you take individuals who are injured outside of the uh, litigation arena, then there are government subsidies. So as I mentioned, there's programs through the uh, Veterans Administration to help cover those costs. Um, I guess in a way, of course, the Veterans Administration is also government and or slash insurance as well. but uh, in Ontario, for example, the March of Dimes, of course, has a, a program where they will subsidize part of the cost of ensuring the home is wheelchair accessible. So I would say that uh, if you're inside the insurance arena or if you're looking at a settlement, those costs, of course, will be covered by the insurance carrier. And if you're outside of that, then probably government subsidies will come into play. And Dan, what do you see for home renovations or modifications in the future? Well, I I see uh, more developments in terms of smart homes. So 
right now, of course, we've got uh, everything from, um, you know, you could monitor on your phone what's happening at your house. So you can see if there's an intruder or burglars of some sort. Um, you, of course, can regulate the uh, temperature of the home. So you can turn up the heat or turn up the air conditioning or turn it down if you're going to be away for a vacation. So I see more developments in that area um, to just ensure that the, the home is going to be uh, more convenient and accessible, you know, for individuals with disabilities. But keep in mind, John, if we look at the telephone, which is a, a revolutionary device that was developed, you know, over 100 years ago by Alexander Graham Bell, he designed that initially to accommodate his wife's hard of hearing or her deafness. And yet, everybody used the telephone. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sure it's an epidemic with young children who use their cell phones nowadays instead of developing their social skills. So to me, although I see more developments in that area, they may not necessarily be an extraordinary cost that needs to be put into a life care plan. It may be something that just comes automatic, you know, into uh, new homes as they're developed. Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. John, thank you very much, and uh, look forward to doing one of these in the future. That was Dan Thompson, President and CEO of DG Rehabilitation Technologies, with offices in Arizona and Ontario, Canada. And you can learn more about Dan's company at dgrehab.com. Special thanks to today's producer, Frank Bowinkle. And thank you all for joining us with the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash claims resource. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professionals and Claims Resource is the top website for locating qualified professionals and need-to-know insurance information for the claims market. Brought to you by AM Best, the world leader in insurance industry information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.